Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Okay, well, praise God. Welcome, everybody. Uh, this is number two on uh, with Amy. We're uh, praying out or uh, talking about praying, praying out the unchangeable realm into unchangeable the earth. Unchangeable realm. Yeah, and uh, and this is something that you know might sound whatever. I don't know, super spiritual or something like that, but it is super spiritual. We should be super spiritual. Uh, so I'm not afraid of that. Um, but uh, but really, it's about. Uh, really helping people address why they haven't been seeing the change that they wanted in their prayer life or why they haven't seen the effects of prayer mm-hmm. in their life. We know that that's one thing I love to teach on prayer, and I'm not going to get into much of that here, but uh, but I love to teach on prayer because prayer to me is the design of prayer is to totally change the earth. Mm-hmm. And um, and it, it literally is like, like Jesus said that we're supposed to be praying that will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that his kingdom is actually coming into the earth. And we're the ones praying that out. That's right. Jesus didn't say, wait for these things to happen. That is he right. said, pray this. And so he, he literally said, take your position in your authority and understand why you're on the earth is to be a channel of heaven into the earth. And so... Uh, and there's a, you know, obviously, I don't know if any Christian that w- that would disagree with that. It's just a matter of um, seeing that happen in our lives. Yeah. There's a lot of people who who agree with that, but we're not seeing the results of uh, of you know people I know who prayed for years and years and years, and um, and they've seen very small results mm-hmm. uh, in in basically in relationship to their prayers. Yeah. And uh, so I just don't want people to get frustrated with that. We just have to. Um, you know, make some changes in our in our perception toward prayer. Uh, the The issue is never on God's end. Uh, he is is not he's not holding anything back, and he is not, um, you know, like is it's not because he doesn't want to answer prayer, and it's not because he doesn't want uh, more to happen in our life than what we could possibly ask or imagine. He wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all, mm-hmm. uh, but most of the time we're not seeing that, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, so we just want to kind of bridge that gap a little bit and help people's prayer life out in that. Uh, so Amy, you want to jump in on something on that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I I came from that same place, just wanting to bridge that gap of of saying, this is the principle, but how do you actually see it take effect in your life? Mm-hmm. And I was in that place where I was seeing a principle and agreeing with it, knowing that that was right. I was acknowledging it, but my life wasn't changing, and so. I noticed things start to change in my life when, and I don't want mean this to be something that people take on as pressure or like homework, but I started to see the change in my life when I decided I was going to be the change. Circumstance didn't have to change. Mm-hmm. It just didn't. And for so long, I had been wanting the circumstance to change, <laughs> to see yeah. the promise of God fulfilled in my life. Where I currently was, was didn't look like the promise of God in my life. It didn't look like it had taken effect or that I had arrived or that it had happened. And I think a lot of Christians live in that place where they say, well, one day mm-hmm. or yeah. it's in process yeah. or <laughs> yeah. I'm on a journey. Yeah. <laughs> and I was saying those same things. I'm, I was really believing it just hadn't taken effect in my life yet. And so I started to change the way I prayed and I started to be the change that the circumstances so desperately needed in order for me to actually see it for what it was. So what I mean by that is I changed my position toward what I thought was the problem. 
And when I started to change my perspective of like the place that I was speaking from and change the perspective of me toward the situation by acknowledging who I was in God and asking him to reveal my identity in in him Mm -hmm. and reveal who I was to the situation, I just, it's like I came to a decision one day when I thought, that circumstance never has to change anymore. It just never has to because I've changed. Yes. My position toward this problem, toward what I thought needed to change, had I had changed so much that the situation actually didn't need to change anymore. And by that, the situation by default changed because I changed. So it's like it was like killing two birds with one stone. I didn't need the situation to change anymore. But also by me changing, the situation changed anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and well, and that's that's such a huge key that we talk about a lot because, you know, when you know uh, when we actually understand that we're complete in Christ, you know, that's when we get we actually become the influence we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're actually we are stewarding that completeness into the situation. Yeah. If I'm if I if I think I need the situation to change for me to be complete. Well, now I'm drawing something from the situation, and that is a displaced relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to draw anything from that situation. I'm supposed to pour into it. I'm supposed to actually pour into this earth. And uh, like the word says, you know, that, that just as Jesus is not of this world, we are not of this world. Mm. So his relationship with the earth was not to draw anything from the earth mm-hmm. ever. And, uh, and so he came to a very broken world mm-hmm. that didn't even receive him, and he just poured out all the time. Yeah. And, but, he, but, he, but he said it was easy and light. Yeah, exactly. It's just easy no and pressure. light. No pressure at no all. Pressure. Because he's already complete. Yeah. He's complete in God. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and realizing that, it's, it, to me, it's like with the disciples, they, you know, they walked with him for three and a half years. They were the most spiritual people on the planet uh, because they rec- recognized he was the Messiah. They sat under his teaching every day, the best teaching on the earth in all of history for three and a half years. They were they were even anointed by him to go and heal the sick and raise the dead and cast out devils. They did all of that. You know, they 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 were you know nobody was closer to God than they were because they were with him mm-hmm. every day for three and a half years. Right. And and they even had revelation knowledge when Peter's like, hey, this, you're the son of the living God, blah, blah, blah. You know, and so they had all of this going on. And then, of course, they even experience, uh, you know, the, 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 the crucifixion, the resurrection. And then John 20, he breathes on them and says, receive you the Holy Spirit. And then in Acts 1, they're like, Okay, are you going to change now? Are you going right. to change? Are you, you going to actually do what we want you to do <laughs> now right. and actually mm-hmm. change the fact that Rome is over Israel? Mm-hmm. You're going to restore the kingdom of Israel at this time? Yeah. They still didn't get it. Yeah. They they'd gone through that whole thing. They they had a they had a genuine love for Jesus and yeah. walked out the whole thing. They're born again already because he breathed on them, all this other stuff, and their their perception was still wrong. Yeah. And they were still saying, we will only be complete if you restore the kingdom to Israel right now. <laughs> yeah. And so their expectation of, of God's plan was totally wrong. Yes. And because they were still victims to Rome. Yeah. And, uh, and then Jesus, his answer is like, you know what? It's, who cares? He's yeah. like, it's not even for you to know that. Isn't God will do what He does when He does it? But what you need to do is go get filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, and then you'll be witnesses of Me. And yeah. so He and so they went, and of course they 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 were filled with the Holy Spirit ten days later, mm-hmm. and um, and then they changed the world. Yeah. They were not waiting for Rome to change. Exactly. And uh, and that's that's there's such a positional thing where we see in the disciples. The same thing that so many Christians who love God, walk with God, are taught by God, have revelation by God, all these other things that the disciples had, 
and yet they're still waiting for something in their That's lives right. to change. Jesus died and rose again. Yes. Came back and yeah. witnessed to people after he yeah. was For back, 40 days. For 40 days. Yeah. And they said, well, when are you going to do the thing that you yeah. came here to do? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they right. did not understand yeah. the purpose of the death and resurrection <laughs> yeah. yet. Yeah. Like, okay, is it time? Right. Did, are you, did you... Did you do it? You Did, know? Yeah, yeah. When are you going to finally do? Because <laughs> well, we came always, here, yeah, right? And we witnessed all this stuff happening, but it's still a problem. <laughs> yeah. So what? What yeah. really did you come here to do anyway, God? You know? Yeah. They're still like, okay, now do the change the circumstance yeah. that we need changed so badly. <laughs> And Jesus is clear. He's like that. You don't need to think about that circumstance. <laughs> you need to change you. That's a hundred percent right. And I feel like I've, uh, like, said to God those same words. God has mm-hmm. made me whole and complete. He's given me everlasting life. I have wholeness in him mm-hmm. and I am the answer to the problems because I have wholeness breathing over mm-hmm. the brokenness in my life. I have like this limitless supply of heaven pouring out of me all the time, whenever I want, I have access to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, God, when are you going to do that thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That like I you know. told me you would yeah. do like <laughs> five years ago. And um, I sit there and question him on that. And he's like, it's done. Like, yeah. take your eyes off that. Right. Because the very thing required for you to see the change is, is you stewarding into. And so it's mm-hmm. like, I, I'm asking God the wrong question. Right. Constantly Always. going to him yeah. saying, when are you going to do that thing? <laughs> I know you died. I know you, yeah. I know you paid for everyone's sin. Yeah. But when are yeah. we going to see that thing that I really want done? Yeah. <laughs> and so it's God's like, wrong question. Yeah. It doesn't apply. I have no answer for you because you're the change. Yeah. And uh, you carry all of the resources inside of you uh, in order to change the very thing that you want. I, I mean, it's, it's praying the unchangeable over the ever changing yes. thing. And it's, it's from the unchangeable realm. That's the thing. It's, That's good. It, it, it has to be done from being seated with him. <laughs> That's so good. And uh, it, it's it's like you know it's just funny how we are because we you know and of course you know we don't want to appear unthankful. No, <laughs> no. And so you know we we're so, Christians. We're Christians. We got to be <laughs> we thankful. And so thankful? yeah, we're so grateful <laughs> for everything he's done for us. And so we so we, what we do is we come up with uh, you know that we do, we come up with different ways. <laughs> To ask him things and still sound thankful. And so what we do is we thank him for it. (laughs) In faith. In faith. Yeah, in faith. You know, and we're like, thank you for this. Thank you ahead of time. I thank him for this, and I thank you for this, and I thank you for this. And it's like, what are you doing? You know, it's like, I understand. I mean... I mean, I'm not, I'm not obviously dogging the principle of thanking God, <laughs> but, but if you don't actually believe you received that, <laughs> then you're just manipulating him through thankfulness. Oh, for sure. You know, and, and that's guilty. The, yeah. <laughs> please. I mean, I, I don't know how many times I'd be like, oh, let me get my list of thankfulness out because these are all the things I want in that's my right. life. And, um, <laughs> yep. And uh, it's like, no, th- you know, it's, it's, you know, thankfulness is not a way to manipulate God. <laughs> it, it literally should come from a place of receiving that, that you literally believe you've already have it. You believe you receive and then you'll have the word says, Amen. right? So when you believe you receive, you can thank him. And, and yeah, you will have it, yeah. but you believe you receive and then you thank him. So if you honestly believe you receive him, <laughs> you, re- you receive it, you know, how many times do I actually, uh, do I have to thank him for it? Yeah. If I believed I received it, yep. you know, so it's like, you know, if, if, if whatever, Rachel, you know, if she gets home and she does something, whatever brings me something and she gives it to me and I thank her for it because I, <laughs> I, I believe I received it, you know, <laughs> and um, do I have to do it every day? Do I have to, do I have to thank her every day right. for something that I literally have already received? Right. Or, or now does it just get stupid after a while mm-hmm. where she's like, yeah, I know, yeah. I get it, you yeah. know, but if we're still thanking him for something over and over and over again, it's because we don't believe he received it yet. Yeah, that's right. Because if I believed I received it, I'd thank him once and be <laughs> done with it, you know, and, um, and so, 
because he honestly doesn't he doesn't get anything out of my thanks i don't know right. if we understand that you know he doesn't he he's not waiting for my thanks or right. else he gets butthurt right you know he's he's fine whether i thank him or not yeah he literally is not like p- putting some kind of leverage yeah. on That's the right. gift he's given me yeah waiting for thankfulness That's right thankfulness is what allows me to acknowledge my receiving mm. it doesn't it doesn't mm-hmm. puff him up in any way right but anyway, uh, I just It's also think, just a response of receiving. Right. I mean, it's not even like, like you said, it really takes away the manipulation tactic when it's a genuine response yes. to what you yeah. believe you received. Yeah. It's not like, thank you, God, for the thing you're going to give me tomorrow. Yeah. Um, no, because I'm not, that's not a genuine response to something I believe I've already yeah. received. <laughs> yeah, it is. I know. And the, the funny thing is we don't really, because even like what you're talking about earlier is it's not even about how much faith we have to produce something. Faith is designed for the supernatural realm. It actually, it actually only exists in the unchangeable realm uh, because that's, that's, you know, God is a God of faith. And that's why Jesus said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, even if you have faith as big as a dust, like a little piece of dust, mm-hmm. if you have faith is so small, you could literally speak to a giant mountain and mm-hmm. it would actually obey you. Yeah. You would have all authority over all the seen realm with that little tiny dust of faith. Yeah. So it's not about how much faith you have. It's just that you don't understand your faith yet. Yeah. And so I think a lot of times we, because we don't want to sound unthankful or unspiritual or whatever it is, we don't actually talk to God nearly enough about what's going on. Mm. Uh, as far as like, hey, if there's something in my life, I mean, look, okay, Genesis 15, when God shows up to Abraham and he says, hey, I'm your shield and you're exceeding great reward. That's a huge promise. He's like, I literally, this is who I am right now. I'm not going to be this. I literally am this. I will shield you mm. from anything bad and I'm going to reward you with everything good. That's a amazing statement yeah. to hear Jehovah say. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. he didn't like read that, yeah. you know, like whatever. He actually heard Je- Jehovah say this audibly. Yeah. And um, and instead of him saying, oh, I'm not worthy or thank you so much. Let me thank you forever mm-hmm. from now on. He literally just said, yeah, but what about my son? I don't have a son yet. <laughs> right. You know, he, he literally... <laughs> He doesn't, he's just like, and this is the father of our faith. I can't tell you, know? you how many times I've personally done that. It's right, embarrassing. You know, right. <laughs> but it's funny because this is the father of our faith. And he's just like, he's like, okay, I got that, God. That's 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 awesome. Uh, nice. Yeah, got it. Appreciate that a lot. <laughs> but where's the thing exactly. that I've been believing for that you said you'd give me? <laughs> right. You actually said I would be the father of many nations here. Right. You said, well, not yet, but you said that you, all, through all through the, all the whole earth, I'd be blessed. I'd be blessed all the nations. Blah blah blah. I have no son. Yeah. And the only thing that the only heir I have is is my servant's son. Yeah. That's the only heir I have. Yeah. And um and I just because <laughs> now what's he doing? He's literally just talking to God. He as a in faith, he's talking to God. And he goes, I don't understand right now where the disconnect That's is. That's so good. And it's just being honest just with being God with where you honest. are. Wow. I mean, this is huge. Christians are so dishonest yeah. because not that they intend to be, they just don't want to look unspiritual or unthankful. Exactly. And they don't give God enough credit for being a good communicator and not being <laughs> butthurt about stuff. And it's like, God's not offended by my questions. Yeah. As long as I do it from humility and not accusation. Mm. You know, and it's like if I go to, and I know a lot of people, oh, I talk to God a lot. No, I probably accuse God a lot. That's probably what you do. It'd be like, where's this? And where's that? And blah, blah, blah. And blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, wait a minute. He's the Almighty. Yeah. Don't ever come to him with accusation. Yeah. Because you're, not because he'll get butthurt. It's because if you're, if you, if we have the, okay, if we have the voice of 
accusation, then we have the voice of Satan himself because he's the accuser of the brethren. That's right. And so we're actually coming him to, to with, with a demonic voice. Yeah. And in that demonic frame of mind that accuses God, we can't even hear spiritual truth if it's told to us. Oh, my gosh. And... Uh, <laughs> And so we're we're wondering why hasn't God answered? I'm gonna have me? to listen to this later <laughs> and remember what you said. But, but you know we're wondering why hasn't God answered me? He did. You were just on a frequency of demonic Whoa. thought, and he was he was speaking on FM and Whoa. you were on AM. That's and, good. Uh, so he's never not answered. You know, and uh, so it's us that needs to change. We have to change uh, again, again. But the the point of it is is that coming to him with humility and saying, Lord, number one, I know you're good. Number two, I know you're faithful. Yeah. Number three, I know that you have you have promised me all things that pertain to life and godliness. I know that that's settled in my heart. I just want to know where the disconnect is here. Yeah. And and then he'll it says, what does he do for the humble? He gives grace to the humble and he exalts us. Yeah. He he repositions us. That's good. He literally puts us in a different position. So I don't even have to try to get That's there. That's good. Humility is the doorway to repositioning. Mm. Where I I don't even I don't even know where to go. I can't even position myself if I wanted to because I don't have the ability or the know how of knowing where I'm supposed to be positioned. So he's gonna have to do that for me, but it requires my humility of mm. saying, Lord, I, whatever it is, it's like the guy in you know Mark nine where it's like Jesus is like, uh, the reason why your son wasn't wasn't healed is because if you could believe all things are possible those who believe and uh and he's because the the guy was actually accusing jesus of not having compassion or ability to cast out the devil and jesus is like this ain't about my compassion nor my ability Mm -hmm. it's about your belief yeah and and finally the, the 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 father goes oh well i'm believing but help my unbelief yeah and so he finally just he has to humble himself say okay whatever it is you think i have i don't have right now yeah and I'm okay with that. Just help me. Yeah. And that's where we all have to get to where it's like, okay, God's not withholding. He's already given it to me. There is an unchangeable reality that has already been ordained for my life concerning mm. this. It's already been it's already been settled forever. He literally, the day he, the, uh, the, the time that he created me in the secret place, he has already secured all things that pertain to life and godliness over me. It's already been settled. It's not like sickness came up and goes, oh, I guess I'll heal him. Mm-hmm. It's already been done. Mm-hmm. And so all I have to do is access that and actually begin to identify with stewarding that. The, the sickness is not coming against me. It's coming against my identity. Whoa. And once, and so if I think I have to battle sickness, I don't. I have to actually secure my identity. Hmm. If I secure my identity, then it's, no, it's not even an issue because faith res- res- resol- re- re- resides in my identity. Hmm. And... Um, and that's why, you know, in Genesis 15, when Abraham asked God about that, and God goes, um, okay, why don't you just walk out and count the stars? Number them if you can. That's going to be your seed. Mm. That's going to be how, how, how many descendants you have. And so here, Abraham, he was looking at just wanting a child, and God goes, you're thinking way too small. Mm. Get your mind on the impossible. And then it says, and, and it says, and Abraham believed God and it was counted him for righteousness. So he didn't believe God when God spoke to him and said, I'm going to, I'm going to do these things for you. His belief wasn't there yet. His yeah. faith wasn't there yet. It wasn't until he engaged his mind with the impossible because that's where faith is easy. Mm. Most people are believing too small mm-hmm. because faith is designed for the impossible. Wow. But, um, but they, they think faith is hard because they're trying, it's like, <laughs> it's like it's it's it, it once again it's it's like you know we're we're designed to fly an airplane and we're in our airplane but we're trying to parallel park downtown right the plane's not designed for that space right um and we're like well it's so hard yeah well 
get it up 50,000 feet, yeah. it'll be easy. Yeah, exactly. Because that's where it's designed to, to, to reside. That's how faith is. Faith mm. is designed to be in the impossible. Mm. And we're trying to do something in the natural with it. Yeah. And uh, that's, it, it wow. resides in the unchangeable. That's amazing. But, it's good stuff. Yeah, and it's just, you know, but I think, you know, once again, it's a matter of how do we, you know, when we start talking like this, people are like, okay, what's my first step with these mm-hmm. things? You know, and I think part of it, and we talked about it last time, of course, magnifying God is a huge deal. But um, as we magnify God, and, and honestly, until he's the biggest thing in my heart and mind, I'm not done magnifying him yet. Yeah. If there's anything even close. Mm-hmm. Anything, there's nothing comparable unto mm-hmm. him. And so until he is literally infinitely bigger than all there is, yeah, I am not even ready to even address anything yet. Yep. Um, but it's it's from that place, in, in that realm, when I'm magnifying him and I'm just exalting him and I'm just making him just as, you know, the biggest thing ever, that's where my heart understands the eternal mm-hmm. and it understands me mm-hmm. uh, because I made his likeness in his image. Exactly. But if I don't know how big he is, I don't know how big I am. That's so good. And uh, and so so it's like most of the time we think small because he, he's small in our eyes. Wow. And he looks uh, just like another version of us. Oh my goodness. And uh, and he's God, you know. And so uh, so I think it's that's um, it, it's it really is repositioning ourselves to God, coming closer to Him, and daring to get daring to get closer than we've ever been to Him, um, just so that He can reveal and our hearts can actually begin to grasp how infinitely giant he is and uh and and from that point then we know that anything he says just is it's not trying to be anything he just is and you don't have to defend that place uh because truth doesn't need defense truth just is it's the reality mm-hmm. of all it is <laughs> so uh anyway but <laughs> <laughs> so good but uh but with i mean just you know what do we think i guess it is just real quick i don't know if you have much more time um uh, we kind of don't, but uh, we got a couple minutes here. But what do we think is really maybe the main issue that stops people from uh, just accessing that place of the eternal thought or eternal realm? I really think it's when, um, and we touched on this a little bit already, but it's when they keep their eyes on the natural, mm-hmm. you know, and they say, because what I needed to change didn't change. Therefore, what I prayed was ineffective. No, that's and good. so... Yeah. Their eyes are still on the natural and the natural circumstances are reaffirming the beliefs that they already have that it didn't work. Mm -hmm. It didn't work. What I prayed didn't work. God didn't do what I asked him to do or what I thought he should do. And so because the natural situation did not change how I thought it should, therefore God didn't do something or, or I didn't do something right. And Mm -hmm. so they they again going back to being displaced you mm-hmm. displace yourself and you think that the situation um and and you mentioned this before where we have this inherent like uh desire to see um justification happen in the mm-hmm. earth like it's mm-hmm. so it's so wrong to see sickness it's yeah. so wrong to see poverty and we have this like innate desire to see it dealt with and so when it doesn't change the way that we think it should we think we're the problem or god's the problem right and therefore we back way off we think we're disqualified and we don't know how to close the gap because we constantly you know reaffirm that we don't have enough faith and so Mm -hmm. it's just this cycle of thinking either god's unfaithful or i'm not effective and so um 
I say, uh, just like you were mentioning earlier, when we take our eyes off the natural circumstances and we reposition ourselves and realign ourselves to God, magnify him, and then we find out how big we are in him, mm-hmm. then that situation um, that we so desperately need to change will change because we changed. So once we get our eyes off the off the natural situation and we don't require the situation to change anymore. We just put the demand on us to change. That's when I usually start to see the change in my life. Well, that, that really is so true because it really has to go to, to reconciliation yeah. where when we, when we understand that God reconciled us to himself and that means to be put back in your rightful place. Mm. So here we were put back on our rightful place with him. Mm-hmm. And when we, it says we set our minds on things above and not on things of the earth, it says because we died and our life is hid with Christ mm. and God. So our whole life is in him. Yeah. There's no part of life that's on the earth. Yeah. Our whole life is in, in him and then we steward everything from him into the earth, but we draw all of our life from him. But when we, when we understand our reconciliation, that allows everything else to get reconciled to us. Yeah. And so that's when, when we understand our authority, when, when we get put in the right place, just like when God, when, when God is put into the right place in our hearts and minds, our emotions will line up. Yeah. Our, our thoughts will line up. If God is in the right place, mm-hmm. if he's in the wrong place, mm-hmm. everything else is in the wrong place. Yeah. And so the same thing is true. Like if God's in the right place and then we get into the right place, everything under us gets in the right that's place. That's right. And so because it's subject to our it's, word. It's subject to and our if, word. If we don't believe our word is true or God's word is true, yes. um, the, the circumstances won't believe it either. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. the more aware I am of God's word being true and me finding myself in him, the more I know I have authority over that situation. Yes. And it is subject to me. But and, I have yeah. to know who I am. That's right. And and going back to kind of the, the root of this, of of speaking from the unchangeable place, mm. it, it is really, when we set our minds on things above, then we then, then we can actually have the, the understanding and the reality that everything has already been settled. Yeah. It's already been done. And so, like, like going back to my illustration about needing a hole in the piece of wood, it's like, well, my need for that for that hole does not create a drill. <laughs> my <laughs> need doesn't good. create anything. Yeah. But we think that our needs produce something. Oh, wow. Like our needs will produce our faith. It will not. Our needs will not produce the answer. Oh, yeah. You know, but we think if we focus on the need long enough, oh, yeah. then the need will produce something. It won't. Yeah. The need is just the need. But but the thing is, God saw the need before the foundations of the earth, and he created something in the unchangeable realm yeah. that actually doesn't look anything like the need to take care of it. But if I'm focusing on the need, then I'm thinking that if I just talk to God long enough about the need, then the need is going to fix something itself. It won't. Yeah. The need doesn't create a drill. Yep. It's like I have to go to Home Depot. Yep. Uh, Home Depot has lots of them. You know, <laughs> it's like they have lots of drills there, but they've already been already checked. They've already been tested. They've already been, you know, all, you know, they're, they're already ready to go. They're perfect in, 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 in their box. And they're made for one reason to drill stuff. Yeah. And so... The thing is, I have to step out of my garage, you know, mm-hmm. if I don't have a drill, and I have to go somewhere where there is drills. Yes. And I have to get the drill that's already been designed for this need. Yeah. But the need didn't create the drill. Yeah, that's right. And so I don't, I don't, I don't look at the need and then start trying to build a drill in my garage. I have to go where there's already been one yeah. created Good. for that. Yeah. So I think even like when we're talking about praying from the unchangeable. It, it, it obviously comes back to the word of God, but our relationship with the word is paramount when we begin to understand this is not the word of man, this is the word of God. He cannot lie, and he's already settled it forever in heaven in such a way that um, I'm not trying to get God to do something, and 
I'm not even trying to create enough faith to get it done. I'm literally just accessing the reality mm. of, of who I am in Christ that's already been established over this. Yeah. And like you said, it's it, you know, everything in the natural realm bows to the, to the name of Jesus. Yeah. Everything yep. does. And if I speak the name and something doesn't bow, it's because I don't know my position with the name yet. Yeah. I don't know that yet. Yeah. And, uh, and it doesn't take a long time to get there. Mm-hmm. It just literally means saying, okay, Father, I'm coming in and I just want, I, I just ask him, ask him to reveal, or ask him to reveal everything. We don't have to learn things. We just need them revealed. And, um, and I think too many times we're trying to put it back into a process mm-hmm. and we're trying to, we're trying to add time to it Yeah. because when we add time to something, it, 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 it gets us off the hook. Yeah. You know, and we're like, oh, I'm in the middle of the process. Yeah, that's right. It's getting better. That's right. Mm, yeah. That's not what God wants. That's God right. wants it done. Yeah. He wants us to walk in authority. Yeah. The issue is not the sickness. The issue is your authority. Mm. And, uh, and just like, Good. you know, the, the issue was not Abraham having a child. Yeah. The issue was Abraham birthing faith in the earth. Mm. Otherwise, Ishmael would have been fine. Right. Because he was his child. Exactly. But yet God didn't want a child to come from Abraham. He yeah. wanted a child to come through Abraham mm. and from the, from faith. Yep. And uh, and so it's not about, you know, getting the sickness healed. It's about our faith. And who are we after the sickness is healed? Mm. Who are we after the sickness is gone? Are we in a better place because we know who we are in Christ? Mm-hmm. And now the next time that sickness comes up is not even an issue yeah. because we're stronger now? Yeah. Or do we go through the same old thing where we have to stir it all up again and we didn't actually grow through it? And, right. Um, so anyway, but I think we need to wrap it up right there. So praise God. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we just thank you right now, Father, just for what you're doing in us. We just speak over those, Father God, who are listening. And we just thank you, Lord God, just for revelation knowledge, Father God, of who they are in Christ, who they are in the unchangeable realm, what their relationship is with heaven and with the earth in the authority of the name of Jesus. And we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.